Hi, this is Jim, and this is Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. Yeah, man, I wish you could be here right now because, like, I just, I sold out. I didn't sell out. I got lazy. I bought coffee at Costco. Normally I get some other stuff, but, like, I was effort to the gym, and I had to get my coffee because I felt really fucking weird last week. I didn't have coffee, and I didn't like it. It was, oh, sorry. Welcome, everybody, to Second Chance of Moped Podcast. We're here. We're back. We're in the basement. It was beautiful. It was like 35 degrees in Minnesota today. It was like winter is still here, but it's like the breaking of dawn, if you will, because, like, it was just like, oh, and, like, you walked outside. I walk. I walked out in T-shirt because that's what I do, but it, there's hope. There's hope we can get through this winter um, there's hope I could get some bikes done. Um, there's hope that we're going to get to the, um, zero swap meet with no issues. I finally, 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 after traveling through the country for a couple years and paying the ungodly amount of fucking tolls that I paid, I finally got an easy pass. And for those in the, most of the other country, other than like the Midwest and Northeast easy pass is just basically so I can go through the tolls without it getting robbed and pillage because apparently you also get a discount with easy pass so i'm getting that it's gonna be great um i can't wait i'm gonna i think i'm gonna have megan from the zeros on next week so that's spoiler beer a few times i've ever um actually told people a guest i might have because i always feel like i'm gonna jinx it i think this is episode 96 7 um and there's a possibility a very medium to mild possibility we could have something cool happen for the community for 100. I don't want to promise anything and not deliver because it's not like I'm going to, well, we're not going to talk about anybody who promises things for episode 100 and forget to deliver. Um, But yeah, mopeds are fucking rad, dude. I was out working on my bike and like I went to the casserolers. They had their patching party. It was great. Like, Porter Eric got in, and then Ed and his wife Holly, like, but I just was sitting on my chair, and I just fucking looked at my bike and just fucking smiled, like, I love working on things. I really do. It's part of what I do for a living. I enjoy these stupid tiny devices that are children's toys that we all just have obsessed over. Because if you're into mopeds and you stick with it for more than a season or two, you're kind of crazy, and that's fine, and you'll be my friend because I love crazy people. Yeah, I always used it as like a filter a little bit. Like the if the person was willing to do this kind of dorky thing and like not, they don't take themselves too seriously, and you can like, it's easier to be friends with them probably. <laughs> it's a double-sided coin though, and that's my guest coming in. Um, people take it way serious and like, they have to, you know, they're super clicky, or they're just like, dude, this shit's rad. Let's all have fun. Let's all play this. Um, so I'm going to introduce my guests. Why don't you go ahead, Tom, introduce yourself, where you're from, any, if any, club affiliations, because guess what? We're going in pretty dark with this one. I know nothing about Tom, and I love this. Oh, yeah. I, I've i been into mopeds for over 10 years. I am a land squid in Sacramento. Um, nice. Been one forever. Um you're Harley. like my third or fourth land squid I've had on. Um, oh, really? I had Mike Rafter on. Then I had, I forget his name. He's got a great YouTube channel. 
He was a prospect forever. Just got inducted. Oh, Christian, probably. Yes, Christian. Chris, I'm sorry, Christian. I owe you a no. beer if I ever <laughs> see you one time. Um, but yeah, uh, Tom, I just, I don't know how I found you or you found me. I probably found you because that's what I do. I'm always looking for guests because I always feel like I'm never going to have people to come on for the next week. Uh, and I just reached out to you. And I like to know people. So, Tom, here on Second Chance Moped Podcast, we go through people's moped journeys, i.e. the very first time they saw a moped. So, you know, the smile ride and the beginning <laughs> part and middle and what it's like today. So, Tom, let me ask you, what was your very first memory of a moped? Not necessarily getting on, but, like, the first time you can know you saw a moped. Oh, I remember when I was probably about seven or eight like i was in baseball at the time and the, these kids on the other side of the fence were riding this bike thing that would run for a second and die and they kept pedaling it up and down this like the fence in the dirt trying to make it work and i was like what the heck is that dang thing <laughs> that's freaking later rad. my dad was like that's a moped i was like what the what's that it's not a motorcycle it's got pedals on it <laughs> that's funny and did you grow up in sacramento or mostly yeah okay right on right on so i was you born in idaho but long ways away yeah yeah dude that's fucking uh, yeah that's that's a i think you made the smart choice um <laughs> no nah, i'm i'm back i'm fucking with you jack out there um so you remember seeing it like so what was the first time you ever got your hands on one then oh the first one i remember was my buddy john he uh he got one from a garage sale or something and he's like you gotta come look at this little motor thing i got and we get it and it it's a two-speed green like maxi um awesome. and but it's a wreck like it looks like it got buried because like we opened the gas tank and it's like full of mud all the way to the top and oh. so the entire thing was just and so that one we i never got it running i think that someone was sold like three times and someone finally like over the years of anguish finally got the thing running but we uh stripped it like the motor off and stuff and built another two-speed up okay that was for my buddy and that was like the first one that I remember having, and then I had to get myself one. Yeah, yeah. And so my first one was from, uh, I got off, she's off Craigslist. I'm not Craigslist, off eBay, and I had to go drive and pick it up, and they advertised it as a Peugeot 103, and I knew nothing about mopeds. Uh And I show up, and and it's a Peugeot 102, and it's just covered head front to back in spray paint, and it's just all, like, completely beat. Because it's um, definitely not stolen. Definitely yeah. not stolen. Def- well, I mean, it looked. More, it wasn't like painted over. It was like they tagged it. It was like some kids were riding it around. They like put fake white walls, like white white walled the rubber um and stuff. It's so yeah, it's fucking awesome, dude. That you know, it had like a so happy some uh, plumbing mounts parts for a new intake that had the threaded pieces and it was all like janky with the 90, 90s in it. Like so, they were pre JBot, is what you're saying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pre having someone help you fabricate stuff for sure. Well, yeah, I'm just, yeah, dude. so, and then that one, I, it was a French bike. So I battled it for a, two years and somewhere on year one, I gave up and bought, uh, another bike. So let me ask you this. What are you paying? Like, I always find it interesting, like how stagnant prices have kind of stayed with mopeds. How much did you pay for that first bike or that, that one Oh two that you thought was a one Oh three. I paid like 120 bucks for it. Dude, dude, that's a great deal. That's such a great deal because I hear so many old moped heads in the scene. They either got for free or they paid 500 bucks for their bike. It's just, there's nothing in between. I love it, dude. 
Yeah, I mean, the best deal I got on a, a, a bike one time was, it was a little later. Um, I was picking up another bike for a friend, a Motron, um, from this guy out that lived in the country. He's like, oh, yeah, you guys like these things. Like, I got like 10 calls. It was back when there was like a little boom and everyone was super into them in California. And mm -hmm. um, we just started talking about them. And he was like, oh, I got another one. You should, you might want this one too. And he like goes up against this barn and it's got like shoulder high grass and like wrestles this moped out. And it's this like, 64 purple maxi and it's like all there and i'm just like oh yes and i'm like oh that thing's a piece of junk i'll give you what 40 bucks for it and he's like okay sure and i was just like yes <laughs> that's so fucking rad yeah and that was my first uh i skipped the motor mechanic bought but that was my first like bike that it ran good because it wasn't french <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude i i've gotta i'm gonna have to tackle my first french bike for the owner of my company here in the next couple weeks and i'm I, I've been avoiding it, but I told him I'd have it done by April, and at this rate, I might have it done by July. Um, so you got you got those bikes, and what like just so I kind of know where we're at in the moped scene at this point, like what year is this? Because like I find it fascinating the availability for parts, what the old head did, like really did, like uh, we we're on eBay, we were going as 50cc.nl. <laughs> oh, I remember 50ccnl. That was. Uh crazy like brett from the creatures you'd send him a, some money and then he would make a mass like an order it had to be over a certain like eight hundred dollars or else they wouldn't accept it so we, he would get enough people to get an eight hundred dollar money order and we would just mail a money order with the parts list to them and never hear back for like three months and just like what happened do we do we get our stuff did we just get ripped off like yeah this guy never, take our money yeah yeah like no communication then eventually sometimes it's even like six months you get all these like goodies and all the old like before treats was around you get the doppler parts and stuff like that and all of a sudden everybody's like oh like the word gets up the shit came in guys yeah dude that fuck there's there's a bit of like i don't know like the right wording like but like romantic flavor to that like just when things were harder but no dude i still like it now because it's easier for it uh, uh, it's way better bikes, easier it's way better <laughs> Building bikes is still hard, and, like, getting stuff to run the way you want to is still a challenge, but, like, I don't I don't envy the old moped heads who are like, yeah, we'd send a money order out, and maybe shit would show up. Or it'd be, like, the wrong part. Like, it would be kind of the similar, or they would have made a substitution, so you'd, like, order a Doppler kit and get, like, an aerosol kit, and be like, what the hell is this crap? Yeah, I just dealt <laughs> with some brake pads from a company in... England or something like that. It's just like, I was annoyed. I was so like, yeah. And that's like, what do I do? Is send it back? No. Cause I just spent ugh. anyways, enough of my shit back to your shit. Um, so you got that max. Is that purple maxi? The first one you really kind of got riding or like, I mean, it was the first time I built up and put a kit on and was riding and it had a 65 metro. And yeah. And it was the first reliable one. Okay. So like, are you just naturally stubborn as hell? Because, like, most people would have just given up with mopeds because you said you had that one that just didn't, the gas tank was full of mud and rusted all over probably, and, like, that 102 <laughs> never ran right. It just sounds like you're you're pursuing something you didn't know how great it was until you got on that. Like, I kind of want to hear, like, the pursuit of this and, like, the smile ride aspect. I mean, I, I think I was affiliated with, I mean, I didn't wasn't part of Lansker at the time, but I knew the, a lot of people that had them, and so I could borrow them a little bit. And okay, and I saw it was more like eager trying to chase up and catch up. 
like and just get ones that worked and stuff. <laughs> so, so when did you kind of do you remember the smile right the first time you just like fuck this is the greatest thing ever? Oh, boy. Um, like the, the when I that one oh two I did get it running for like a couple weeks before and I remember riding it around the block and had an air leak so it, the throttle didn't really work but and you had to like kill it to make it stop mm-hmm. but um it would go around the block at like you know eight miles an hour and it was pretty fun I remember that being oh this is so like being addicted then and then the next one I remember really it was the first time I put a kid on a bike and I was used to how fast they went at full speed you know like 32 mm-hmm. or whatever and then going and it went a little faster. I was like, Oh man, will it go faster? And I kept going faster. And I was like, I don't know how fast this is going to be, even though it's like tiny and it's not really that fast in the long run in the moment. It's like, Oh my gosh, this thing's like going infinity miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. Dude. My first kitted bike was, um, one that we did on my birthday, a really good family friend and I, who's oddly enough, he's like big time into chainsaws. And like, I got a 60 CC stocko kit from treats the Honda I'm a Honda guy so like Kevin started looking at all the ports and trailers like oh this is terrible he spent like six hours in my garage like just opening shit up cleaning up the transfers and I remember myself putting that 60cc kit and just I felt power before on somebody else's but like this was my bike and like you just that shit eating like that was in I think there's stages of that smile ride but like for me, I was just like, I hadn't felt that sensation of speed since I was a kid, and it was so fuck yeah. That just, yeah, it's so small. It seems like you're going so much faster than you are. It's, that's great. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely, dude. Um, so you got that that purple maxi got kind of reliable. Like, what was riding like for you at that point? Was it just kind of point A to point B, or was it for you and some friends get going get lost or? Mostly it was meeting up for the land squid rides every week. Um, I was probably prospecting at the time. And so I was just trying to show up every week. And then I rode, I rode it to school for a while. Um, but then they started giving me trouble cause they wanted me to like pay for a permit and not lock it up in the bike box. <laughs> Actually, I just started just locking it up and they were writing me tickets. And so I took the plate off and they'd write it up for a moped. And I was just like, they're not going to be able to give me a ticket for moped. Right. Yeah, but after the third one or so, I was like, I'm trying my luck. They're gonna come out with a big boot on it or something. (laughs) (laughs) Just a couple angry parking cops like waiting for me. Yeah, it's like you guys have better things to do than fuck with a mo. But whatever, you know, rock and roll. Um, so you you're riding it to school. You're riding it like, um, with the land squids. What was your kind of first experience with the moped culture outside of the land squids? Like going to a different city, going to rallies. I realize, like, I'm from the Midwest. I live in Minnesota. Like, we are privileged in a sense, and not like everything is like you can. I can go to Kansas City, be there in seven hours. I can have a totally different topography to ride, and I can go to you know ohio and that's like 10 hours or i can go to you know i i can be a lot of different places and a lot of different clubs in like a eight to ten hour radius um what's it what was it like in the early days out in california for you well it's a little more spread out but like mm-hmm. we had the club in la the late birds and then san francisco so like the, the first rally I went to was the first late bird flock gear rally and that uh that was a very interesting first experience because there were and were so the Leopards? Sorry to interrupt you, but were the Leopards? They were in L.A., weren't they? Yeah, L.A. Okay. 
and so it was LA and it was like right when there was a lot of like media presence or like some stuff going on so they're getting more popular and um I first of all I saw more people on Tomos's crash than my than in my entire life at that rally like that oh, they no. had it for like a week and then <laughs> there was just so many people that like I knew we would start to get in trouble and the cops did shut it down towards the end but uh we like we went th- we were going down the straightaway and there was the lights you could see like three or four of them and like we went through the lights it turned gr- green for the other way so red for us and we kept running it because that's what you do in a rally yeah and it turned green for the oncoming uh, for us again and then it turned red again and then the third time it turned red i was like dude someone's gonna run this and hurt us because we've been blocking it for like 15 minutes at this point because we're like going through it like 20 miles an hour in this group and it was massive yeah do you have any a- idea what the i mean i I'm gonna I'm gonna say this moped world. I think some old moped heads might be a little full of shit. How big their rallies used to be is like, you know, it's that old guy in Minnesota. Oh, I used to, you know, walk up a hill both ways in the snow with barefoot. But like, um, how, do you did you ever hear a number of like how many bikes were there? You know, I don't I don't remember on that one. That was easily the the most crowded one I ever went to, and it was well, especially being an LA dude. Like, yeah, I want to go to like. LA and like maybe Chicago, like New York, just cause I know it's, but like riding in those cities do not appeal to me at all. It's oh, like, LA has the worst roads ever. Like at the, like the place. Have you they been rented. in New Orleans? Okay. I'm just saying, no, no I'm, okay, just fucking, no. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. <laughs> I've been in some places where like the snow, it snows and the people ride their on their snow tires after it stops snowing. Yeah. Those are worse, but yeah, nah, it's probably I'm like fucking with you. Um, but what was it like? So I'm uh, sorry, uh, we we're talking a little bit of, like how many people were at the late birds rally and like... I, mean, I bet there was over 200. I, nice. I, like I said, I, and I, I have no idea. I, I, like I said, I, I know everyone likes to BS, so I try to not. <laughs> yeah. Try, I mean, and I can, I can honestly see that like, and I'm fucking with everybody. Like if you say you had 300 people at your rally, sweet. You had 300 people at your rally. Like, and I could see it just because from my understanding, there was probably more people in the moped culture back then, and like there was not as many rallies because from and I've only been into mopeds like three four years now, but like and during the dark times of Rona, like everybody talks about how they're every year for many years it was just getting more and more spread out, and some people were kind of complaining like, which ones do you go to? Yeah. And, it was different. There was like the main event kind of thing because now it's a lot more, which I like because it's more personal. Where the other ones, like you said, where you're talking earlier about the clicky stuff, it happened in the big ones. It's crazy like that. I remember being really intimidated by like the clubs that would only associate with each other and stuff mm-hmm. back then. And that's and that's what I personally like. I don't get like I and I'm weird and I know that and I'm crazy and I know that, but like. I there's people I really like in Minneapolis and St. Paul and like maybe I might go to a rally or two but I'm not in a club and like I'll say hi to my friends at a rally but like dude we see each other all the time I'm not gonna hang out with you at a rally it's like go do your thing exactly like life yeah that's just me again crazy some of the best rally times I had are when I'd break down and have to sit in a chase truck with like eight people I'd never met and you get to mm-hmm. know them over the course of an hour and just fool around and have a couple beers and oh yeah, yeah enjoy dude. stuff hell yeah um so you talk about that late birds rally and like did that kind of cement mopeds for you at that point because like, oh yeah that was that was sold on it it was great <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and what, like, what was your, in, in the Midwest, it's easy to get mopeds. And I don't know why, but, like, we still, to this day, you can trip over a $100 Maxi. You can trip over a $100 Hoppet. Like, they're just available. I mean, they're, but, like, what was your moped collection becoming at this point? Oh, I, at this point, I had, so I had that motor became the 103, uh, I mean, 102, and then I had the Maxi, and then my wife wanted a bike, so I bought her a 103, another French bike, and um, didn't that learn, one, did you? <laughs> well, she, it was, she picked. I said, <laughs> I don't really want to do this, but I'll do whatever you want. So she <laughs> picked it, and I stayed. And that's actually, because of her bike, I actually got good at French bikes over nice, time. Dude. <laughs> so hers is like after I built it, it has a kit on it and it's been the same running platform for eight years or so. That's fucking rad, dude. Good for yeah. you guys. Yeah. Um, and that, that's with any bike you stick with it long enough, like especially variation, like it's, uh, and I come, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a pretty rad world. Once you kind of figure out, once you know a feel you're looking for, yeah, you just keep going with it. Yeah. And you just have to, I mean, especially with it's mopeds never come. They're all in like two thirds of the way complete any part. So you have to just fabricate more stuff. Like on her bike, I welded the brackets for the exhaust because the dang Doppler pipes have this cheap, flimsy little bracket that rattles apart and stuff. So I just welded a piece of metal onto the swing arm and it's solid now. Nice. And I'll, a bunch of little things like that. Over, like, or they, they're infamous for overheating. So I had to take the cylinder head off and machine out the, hemisphere so that it would lower the compression until it stopped overheating you had to give it a bigger dome if you will oh yeah I, it was like i had to take i couldn't believe it like they like when you read it about you only take two or three cc's out i took like seven and it was still that's when it was finally good nice <laughs> yeah um, i mean like <laughs> keep talking i'm sorry for interrupting I'm oh just, no it's yeah. just it, but it was just kept putting the head back on and measuring the PSI and it was still too high. So I had to go machine a little more out. And finally I was like, I couldn't believe it, but that's, that's hilarious. My old co-host who is like, Ashley was good at a few things and like being a mechanical wasn't so good when it came to mopeds. And I was, and I'm still always willing to help her out. But like, she tried to tell me 500 was normal for uh motor mechanic. I'm like, oh, no, yeah. no, you can't run it. Like I go, it can run that that, but it won't run very long. Yeah, but, I mean, even my wife's bike, the it'll go over 500 now, but the, when you let off, it'll go it goes back down really fast, and it's as cool as I can get it. And dude, I just know that nuts. everything is mechanically like the way it's supposed to be, so I just trust that that part's working still. And <laughs> so, I, I like it, I've run into problems with vibration vibrating parts loose over time, but other than that, it's been solid. Well, yeah, it's a French bike. Like, that's yeah. what they do. <laughs> that's what they do. It doesn't matter if it's a motorbicane or a Peugeot or they just rattle. That's kind of that's kind of their thing. It is. Um. So you went to that late birds rally and like your wife, were you, were you married or anything at this point or? Yeah, yeah I think we're, I think we were married before I really got into mopeds even. I got married really young, so. Right on, dude. Good for you. Like, and you're still married, it sounds like. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, awesome. <laughs> That's rad. I'm sorry for you. No, I'm I'm joking. Um, so you two kind of get into mopeds together, and like, when was the first time you brought your wife to a moped rally? And was she ever in? I'm this is awesome. Like, and I'm just gonna keep asking all these weird questions. Like, did she ever get into any clubs herself? Oh, she's actually landsquid as well, and she oh, was yeah. at that first late late bird rally with me. She's gone to a lot of them, probably eighty awesome. percent of the ones I went to. 
like I started hanging out with them a little before, but she, she's kind of a mechanic gearhead kind of person too. I'm not, I mean, she just likes to get her hands dirty and do active things. So it was really fun for her. I might have to have her on because I'm always looking, I'm always looking for like the female side of mopeds because there's 5,000 guys in it, like 15 girls. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you go to Lapers Rally, it's rad, it's cool, you have a good time. Um, at what point do you start prospecting for land squids? Do you kind of know, or were you that you said you might have been one then, but I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember. Like it's been so long. The oh, and yeah. it was all like at the time it was real casual. There was no like you're officially a prospect. It, it was just kind of like I hung around and annoyed them until the, and they didn't kick me like tell me to go away. <laughs> or I guess I didn't annoy them. Unlike some of the other people that came by. Well, there yeah. was a like Sacramento always had a really good moped shop, so I'd go hang out around there because like I had some friends that were in the group or were affiliated with. I just it's all circle of friends of friends kind of things. Why I was mm-hmm. affiliated so. It's really what brought me into it. Just right knowing on. other people. And so, I mean, that's how I got into the lands because I knew a few of them already. Just so. Awesome. Um, so you guys go to the rally. What was like your next experience um, in the moped culture? Like, wh- and what dumb things are you doing in mopeds like right now? As in like dumb, as in like, I can't believe I did that to a bike. And I, $400 later, it's finally running again. Like, what, what was some of your early hiccups in mopeds? Besides I mean, stay, staying in mopeds, but like... Yeah, but say staying in mopeds in general, but that 102, like I said, my first one, I've spent tons of... I mean, not a lot of money, but I stripped the thing down to the frame and stripped the paint off with a wire wheel and I, before I even knew what sandblasting was. and mm-hmm. Spent a ton of time on that one and like for, for one that didn't work for years, it was pretty frustrating. Yep. Um, and then that I had a, that motor mechanic built it up and put a kit on it at one point and it was running great. And then I was riding doubles on it with my wife and the change of the, the weight of both of us changed the way the pipe mat was sitting. Mm-hmm. And when it started to vary it, it ripped the exhaust out of the threaded part and just oh. destroyed the kit. So that was the, a pretty painful one. Yeah. Bummer dude. That was the end of the kitted motor became <laughs> put it back to stock and got sold at event at some point. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to have to ask, we're going to have to stay in contact because you actually know motivacanes. <laughs> uh, I'll send you some pictures of the owner. I, I tell people this on every other podcast now, I swear to God. Um, I think I got my job that currently I'm in maintenance for a company. We're a subcontractor for like Kawasaki, Polaris, Articat. We build like from frame rails to like little giblets, uh, metal bending and stuff like that. But my boss grew up in France for like 10 years and his dad worked for a subcontractor for Renault and had a motorbiking growing up as a kid and like sent me the picture of it and it's pretty rad. Um, but you guys are going to moped rallies, you're doing your thing. Um, what was, did you guys get out of state for anything at this point? Or have you gotten out of state for uh, moped yeah, we, rallies? Um, so our next rally was probably the San Francisco rally, which was not out of state. But um, but you might as well be going out of state because that's a haul for you guys, isn't it? No, no, San Francisco is only two hours for us. Oh, God. I, I, am ge- I never get lost in this world because I always get where I need to go. But geography, I'm fuck, I, I'll admit it. I don't know. I always think San Ramento is San Diego for some reason. 
Yeah, actually, uh, the land squids and the creatures switch off the which year they we do rallies because we're so close. They don't want to make people come to the same place twice a year. Mm-hmm. Or back when we were doing them, we'll it's gonna start up again hopefully. Yeah, you guys need to do one definitely. Um, but what was your next rally you went to? You said it was a. Uh, Probably Portland after San Francisco. Um, so that was out of state. Um, yeah. And in Portland, I remember that was the first one where it was like kind of, I mean, in LA, I was like in, actually that Portland, I went with my, out my wife. So I was just by myself. And I remember being like, I'm going to leave my car. I'm going to get on my moped and that's it. Like, it's not going to touch the car until it's time to go home. Mm-hmm. And like, it was pre like having maps on your smartphone. So I was like, if I get lost, I'm just going to roll around the town until I find out where I need to go. And um, it was awesome. It was, it was like, that was probably one of my favorite experiences. Just having like your sense of time is kind of gone and you just go off. Oh, and it's just, Portland's an interesting place. I show up and the, some of the Seattle guys are there already. And there's like one of the old Seattle guys is bare naked standing in the lawn <laughs> and he's taking a shower. Like he has a hose he's like spraying himself and he just looks up and he waves at me like, welcome to the party and like continues to clean himself. And it's just like, wh- wh- where am I at? <laughs> you're, it sounds like you're in the right place. Cause you're in a multi yeah, I, rel- I could tell yeah, I was dude. in the right spot. That's, that's freaking, that's beautiful. Um, timing and mopeds and pe- yeah, it's always great. Um, so you, you got up there. Um, what, where's some where's the farthest out you've been and we can count flying into a rally um i actually the farthest i probably went was seattle um i'm trying to think if we went any farther than that like la or seattle seattle's farther than la for us but uh the farthest east i went was like to reno when the oh. reno had a group we went there a couple times right on right but on i'm a west coaster pretty hard <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, not some... because I, not because I don't want to go out. I just had opportunity never was quite right. I always wanted to bring my own bike, so it's like when you have to make get a trailer out to Omaha from California, it takes a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, but dude, I promise you, you reach out to a few people that that I would I would hook you up with some bikes. Unfortunately, I can't say anything, but I I don't think there'll be a Minnesota rally this year. But who knows? Maybe there will. I don't know. I have no real information, but like. That's that's always the crapshoot you play. Like I've had some badass fast bikes, and I've also had some stock bikes that oh, I'm rolling fun, thirty though. miles an hour, like just chilling. But you know, it's yeah, mopeds, I, dude. I borrowed a bike in San, well, one of the San Francisco rides. I can't remember which rally it was, and they're like, "Oh, it's a great bike. It's got a kit on it." And I get on it, and I take off with the group because the ride's about to leave, and six blocks later, hard sees it because it's not tuned at all. Oh. And I was just like, I just, and I, I could hear it just go. And I was just like, oh, it's dead. Because it's an aluminum kit. And I was like, this thing is gone. <laughs> and I was just like chained it to a pole and hopped on the back of another bike and rode off. <laughs> just like, geez. I totally, I don't know if people know this with me. If I ever borrow a bike from somebody, like, I'm at the full understanding. If I stick it, I'll pay I'll pay for a cylinder and everything. Like, it's not that big a deal to me. I. I make adult money, so I can pay. Yeah, yeah. I can afford a hundred and fifty dollars cylinder. It's not like. Yeah, I would have. I actually probably would have. It was a guy I was a friend with, and he owned up to the fact he didn't even tune it, so he didn't make me. But I would have done it if he wanted me to, for sure. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, it's not mess. Not so fun, nice to. But I couldn't believe how fast it happened, though. It looks like I didn't even get to act weird. It like seized. Like, I may didn't even have oil in it. I don't know, because mm-hmm. it was three minutes into the ride. 
So not oh, even God. like full temperature. But back to French motorbikes and craziness. I was on a I was on a long ride. It was it's a rally ride, whatever it's called. Just the tip. It's up in Wisconsin. And Shane Johnson, who's supposed to be this French master, um, oh, I met Shane. Yeah, she, I I like Shane a lot, but like I'm busting his chops because like the only only thing he can build that's reliable for long rides is Hondas. Cause, but like he brought a VLX to uh, just the tip, and within 20 minutes, uh, hard seized it, and oh, it's. Man. Yeah, and so I'll still give Shane shit about that. Like, I'm trying to buy it off him. I'm like, Shane, why don't you just sell me that bike? You're never going to touch it again until you're like 80 because that guy is so busy and he won't. But whatever, that's fine. I'm okay with that. Shane, sell me that bike. Um, <laughs> sell him but, the bike, Shane. Yeah, Shane. He probably won't listen. I, Shane's, um, Shane's a hell of a racer, funny guy. Um, so... What's mopeds like for you at this point? Um, kind of the middle-ish journey. You're so you're already a land squid. You're kind of hanging out, doing the thing. But like, what's like a weekly, monthly thing going for you in mopeds? Well, then we started like at the group land squids group started making bikes that we could go on like really long rides. So we wanted to go ride, you know, 150 miles or so, like ride up like not we never rode to LA but we, we rode to San Francisco to Bay a couple times and mm. um just so we could have like journey bikes and so at that point I built up a top tank bike with a big mm. old three gallon tank so I'd have enough gas and I instead of being French I made it a, a used to eat I mean I had my maxi still but I wanted a bigger bike because I'm a kind of tall guy mm-hmm. so I built up a um a step through tube frame that was a Murray into a top tank with a general five-star seat and tank I had from uh, parts I had bought from handy bikes years and years ago when they still existed. Okay. And built that up and that's my bike I have now, my main bike for rallies and stuff. Nice. That's kind of, I, not talk about me too much, but that's what we're doing. Um, since I'm a Honda guy and like what Hondas and ver- most variated bikes do, they eat gas. Like that's where I'm kind of Oh yeah, like, they do. Like that's like my fast hobbit. Like I think I might on a good, if I'm watching myself, I might get 27 miles to the tank. (laughs) So like I, I, I've, I've got a toned down hobbit that gets like a whole 35, but like I got, I got to do something. I'm thinking about building uh E50 that goes 40, 45, just so I can get gas mileage. It'd be crazy. Yeah. There's one single speeds like that. You, you can get like I had an 80 kit. I have an 80 kit on that one, so I can get pretty bad mileage if I like leave the carb open all the way. But mm-hmm. if you just are cruising with like the carb just barely open, you can get pretty decent mileage out of it. Yeah, it's funny because I have a buddy that I'll ride with a lot. This Lee in St. Paul. Like after about 20, 25 miles, you'll start looking at me, you start pointing at gas, like and I'll be like, yeah, let's pull over. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, like most of the, because I don't know, it's probably that way there, but like in around out in the west, it, all the rides are pretty long ways because everything's spread apart. So all of the people of the Hobbits have a little gas can, a five two gallon can, bungee corded to their book rack because they got to get gas before the wheel stop for them. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a pretty good plan. Um, generally, for the most part, like with rallies and rides like that, people will stop a 
about every 25 miles. And like in the Midwest, it's not that you're not going to be 25 miles between cities. So you're generally pretty okay in that aspect. But, you know, do we still run out of gas? Yes, we do. Because sometimes we're, I, I always say to people, and this burns people sometimes, but I'm like, if you're at a gas station, just get fucking gas. Because you don't know, and yeah. you'll see, you'll see the one or two per people run out of gas. Like, dude, I get worse gas mileage than you, and I didn't run out. Why did you? Yeah, they just didn't get. Yeah, it's always frustrating. Yeah, <laughs> I um, mean, that's why I got my tank with a big gas. I can make it a whole rally without getting a, a filling up. <laughs> dude, that's nice. Um, it is. <laughs> so, what like kind of at this point, like with the land squids? Were they, before, at the before times, we'll call it before Rona and all that, were they doing weekly rides? Because, like, I always think that's interesting because I, I have noticed that's what keeps um a lot of scenes healthy and growing is if, like, they have a consistent meeting up for rides. Uh, a bit before Rona we had stopped, but for, we, I mean, I've been a part of it for a long time, and we mm-hmm. definitely had eras where there was weekly or bi-weekly meetups and then times when there was less and you're absolutely right when you're meeting up every week especially if it's like a consistent place the turnout gets amazing mm-hmm. especially if it's the same spot because it's like you meet some guy at a gas station you don't have to like look on your phone to figure out where the meetup is it's just like the same spot every week and people just start to know and they'll come by to look at you guys and it's becomes like a little thing and mm-hmm. no that's a that's a really good point there's this one spot in minnesota they always they people just been meeting there forever it's called the Yacht Club. And, like, I go back and forth, like, but you're 100% right about that. Like, the same spot is a good thing because then people always know to meet there. Um, and Minnesota, dude, I'll beat this drum all day long. I think they have probably one of the healthiest ride nights in the entire U.S. Like, there's between 15, minimum there's 15 people riding every week. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, and on a heavy night, there's 35, like 40 people. So, like, people, I mean, people show up on Thursdays. So I'll give a lot of, I'll say that about Minnesota. And when we were consistent, we'd have probably about 8 to 10 showing up every week and then Mm -hmm. up to 20 if there was some some special happened. Or, like, the scooter guys would start to, like, kind of invade our little time and try to ride with us for a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's always funny riding with the guys and that don't know how to shift and stuff and beating them on your moped. Yeah, dude. I love riding with scooter people cause they are, I, I've invaded a few scooter rides around, uh, Minnesota lately. It's hilarious. Like, and I'll like when in Rome, I'll, I'll do their thing. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to ride like I would ride with mopeders. Like I'm going to stay in parade line. I'm going to signal everything. Yeah. But like I, I have a, I'll take my slow hobbit which is a DR with a promo pipe, so many people get ultra, ultra upset that my bike is so loud. I'm like, what, Grandpa? I can't hear you, my bike. But, you know. I remember one of the rallies, a guy had a stinger fall off of his bike, and it was it was ear-bleedingly loud, and the best part was when we let off the gas, little fire would shoot out of where the stinger was supposed to be. It was just, like, un- unreal. It's just, like, oh, not only is it obnoxiously loud, it's shooting fire. It's, like, mopeds are awesome. and there's still that fucking pissed off punk rock kid in me that will like see somebody like covering their ears as i go by and i'm just like oh that makes me so happy like it kind of does 
it, it's just like to offend people for things that doesn't matter. Actually, one of my favorites of something that was kind of like that is when we were going into the Marin headlands in San Francisco, like across the bridge, um, riding through this like nice neighborhood and through the whole rally. And it was like, so it was loud and stuff. And there's these two old ladies and one of them is like plugging her nose and like, just looks so mad. And the other one is two thumbs up, like happy as could be. And I was like, I love that. Like, it's just both sides of the coin. And the, that's I'm sure so they were like, it was awesome. <laughs> That, the that, only time I do feel bad is I made a couple kids cry when you go by like little like under five year old kids because they're so loud. We get going down through a block and you see the little kid just like plug his ears and start crying. You're like, oh man, I feel a little bad now. But I guess that's extra punk rock though, right? <laughs> I don't know, dude. Like I, I go back and forth like, A, his parents have failed him terribly if loud noises makes him cry. Because like, and, I, and I'm going to piss people off with this, but like, Dude, I was a kid. I loved loud motors. Like, I grew up in a body shop, and, like, my dad didn't race, but he had a few friends that, like, would race, like, dirt, late models and modifieds. And I remember being three years old, like, sitting on, like, racks of tires and hearing those guys time those motors and just, like, yes, my dad made me plug my ears because in the 80s we didn't have earmuffs. But, like, I remember just smiling, just (laughs) absolutely loving that thumping against the concrete and... Oh, dude, like motors and just noise. What can I say? And somehow I still have decent-ish hearing. Um, no tinnitus yet. I stress that. Um, but you guys, we're talking about rides and stuff like that. Um, what is mopeds like for you right now um, with the land squids? You talked about possibly starting a rally, having a rally this year, possibly doing meetups. I know you guys are still recruiting are like still your prospect just got in and yeah so we rad christian so we're still growing a little bit he's a young and so hopefully he'll bring some new blood in and stuff yeah now that this i'm sure the spring and when stuff starts to get a little back to normal we'll start beating up again and see how it goes um i've got a friend who works in at least and this is in minnesota and nobody like he works in a part of the government that monitors this stuff and like they have a one way to monitor. He's like, right now it's safe. like, he, he kind of said with the Omicron um, variant, he's like, it's gone. Like and the way they measure it, it's usually like a couple weeks lagging. So like, I'm not telling people to change any precautions they're doing, but like he goes, it's gone right now. So like it's hopefully we'll see the numbers start dipping down and what. Yeah, I hope so. It'll be, nice i mean we were doing some like distance gatherings for a a while and it just it's logistics are a little more complicated and so we didn't do it as often Mm -hmm. but especially now that we got a a new new blood we'll make him do the rides every week (laughs) (laughs) that's that's a that's a good thing um what has mopeds been like for you during um the dark times as we'll call it because like dude yeah you don't know me that well but i have been I'm half-assing precautions, as I tell people. Like, I got all my shots. I got my booster. I'm I'm not anti-mask. I'm just bad about wearing my mask. Like, I forget. I'm an asshole. What can I say? And I always respect the business. When they ask me to put it on, I'll put it on. I respect the airlines. I wear it all the time. But, like, I've been out. I've been doing stuff. And what have you been doing for mopeds? Is it just kind of sticking to home and kind of just riding or... Like I said, we uh, every month or an, and a half or so, we've been getting together for like a weekend ride. Um, mm-hmm. We'll ride and then meet up and go to a brewery or like there's the 
a bunch of the guys have like a kind of a co-op shop that they all chip in for. Yeah. So that ends up being like a hangout we go to after rides on the weekends. That's kind of the remnants of Motomatic, isn't it? Yeah. Um. Yeah, it is. Um. And before we had, they had that spot, we'd go to Motomatic because it was just like the spot to do it too. Mm-hmm. Um. I did see. I never heard of the Sparato. What was, what was that bike they did for that beer company? Uh, um, Sapporo. Sapporo. I never had heard about it. I don't drink or anything like that, but like I'd never heard of it once in my life. And honestly, the la- right after I had Mike as one of my first guests and that guy carried me, um, I saw a beer sign for it somewhere in Minneapolis. I'm like, oh, it is a real thing. So I just thought that was really interesting. The yeah. I actually had Mike on. He talked about the bike, and I actually saw the sign. Um, but like for you in your personal life, what's, do you ride once a week? Like what's, what's kind of ride mopeds? How does mopeds fit into you and your wife's life right now? Currently, uh, yeah, it's the once every other week. I'm kind of, um, I work from home, so I don't get out too much right now, but, um, mm-hmm. I will, uh, a lot of times I'll just go ride around the block or like take it somewhere to go get coffee or something. So I still try to, especially now that the weather's getting a little nicer, because you were talking about it being 35 and being optimistic. And it was what I wore a t-shirt out today. It was probably 68. Dude, that's, <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> So the sunshine was nice here today. And so it's like once, the, like there's not much winter here. And so we get back to it pretty qu- early. Yeah, yeah. I've got, we've got some family friends in the Bay Area and I couldn't tell you where the hell Enrights live, but I know they're, um, they are east of the Gold Cape Bridge because I, I was out there once as a youth and um, I keep on meaning to get out there to see them and I'm like trying to plan a moped trip all around it and there's some, see their family, friends and stuff like that. Um, so what is your, you, you talked about possible land squid stuff, but like you, what's the thing, what do you got, do you have any plans? Do you want to do anything rat? rad or different for mopeds in 2022 uh, oh, I'm, i think i'm going to be part of the i'm not going to participate in as a race per se but i'm, I'm going to be part of the uh, baker's dozen stuff with that they're doing and probably help them with media maitland's my buddy and he does a lot of the organization yeah maitland's such a super nice guy so rad and what he does a very unsung hero in the moped community. oh absolutely very unsung for all how much work he does at that so well, i'm going to try to help him with a little bit of being helping during some of the unsung stuff this year hopefully um that's rad i i tried to do it last year and just things fell apart i couldn't and i was hitting the drum i'm gonna do it this year and i've switched jobs and i'm i'm kind of looking at like okay i can burn up all of my vacation for that but next year after one year being at the company i'll have three weeks and i'll be a little more comfortable and I'm looking at the rally stuff, and I, I don't think I'm going to make Bakers. Like, I wanted to so bad, and I'm just like, that's like, I'm still, I'm, I still haven't decided. I want to do it so bad, but it's just like, because of my failure last year, but I'm just like, oh, I don't know if I'm making it. Because <clears throat> just the way the rally calendar's filling up, like, I've made a commitment to get out to the Buzzards rally. Um, I made a commitment to get out to Arcadia, like Mars is coming. He's coming out to the swap meet just to hang out. He's from LSLB. He's such, 
if you've never met Mars, such a rad guy. Like my experiences with him, all those um, LSLB boys out in Boston. Um, and just if there's, I gotta believe there's gonna be some type of ride rally thing um, in the Midwest this summer. So like, I don't know. I might just want to yeah. stick a little closer to home. It is a lot of time. I, I just this time, like I, I've I've had the same. Uh, thing happened to me a few times and not right it's currently i'm self-employed so i can kind of just make sure i get the time off and i'm just going to make sure it happens this year dude that's rad that's so, so yeah i had a job that really sucked and i hated every month like the anxiety of going in every monday just fucking killed me and i left that job in september and i've got a new job and i am so much happier and like everything about that place is tenfold better like and just yeah so we'll see maybe i'll make it out i gotta still figure a few things out um i can't thank you enough for coming on i got a few stupid questions uh when was the first time you quit mopeds because we all quit mopeds like um, as in like, this is dumb. I hate mopeds. Like they frustrated me. I'm walking away and like three weeks later we're back. Or did you, and I've talked to some people that totally sold everything. And then it's like a fucking heroin addiction. Somehow they found themselves <laughs> deep into it and they're like, I don't know what happened. It's like, I got 10 bikes in my basement. I don't know. Like you said, I'm pretty stubborn. I don't know if I, I like, I got over like being social with people, but not never over the actual mopeds. I just love tinkering on stuff. So like even if I didn't like some of the things that are happening around it, I, or the one particular bike, I could always go tinker on another one. Yeah, yeah. Um, what I was gonna ask, like some other stuff. What's the fastest you ever been on a moped? Oh boy. Um, and if you're not a speed person, that's cool. Like oh, I my, some. My top tank is like I said, it's got an eighty kit and a big pipe on it. It goes. Uh, around 60 i don't know exactly Dude, i never dts or anything it was fast enough that it starts to get scary well, actually it was a couple of times we, we rode down a chunk of the freeway because we're like it's the fastest route like actually it was one of the um i wasn't on my top that bike it was on a slower moped my purple maxi but um at one of the reno rallies it started to rain and we were in nevada and i figured the lot laws are kind of lax and we were <laughs> I don't know, 10 miles out of the town and I didn't want to take the surface streets. So I just hopped on the freeway and went down back to the, the meetup where everyone was on my moped on the freeway instead. And I beat the rain, but it was, it was hilarious riding my moped and like having a car come past you and the whole group's like cheering you on. Like, do it, man. This is awesome. <laughs> like there's a little guy on this little tiny ass bike's crazy and on the freeway. <laughs> What's he doing? <laughs> well, that kind of leads me into the next question. What's the dumbest thing you've ever done? Oh, and have like, fun have fun with it like it's not meant to be too serious probably something like that or um oh man lanes i got pulled over for uh going the wrong way down a road and then i got lost from the group and tried to get on the freeway on ramp the wrong way and had to do a u-turn on it and got pulled over <laughs> when i well the cop was kind of chasing me and i was trying to avoid him and he knew that and it was uh, so he was very 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 upset with me <laughs> 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 tried to take my moped away, but couldn't get uh, imp someone to come impound it. So they cops like he called like the police chief, and I could tell he was like the trouble cop because the 
on the phone, I could tell that the whoever he was on the phone with was not having whatever he wanted. They're like, no, dude, just fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> He's that He's cop all getting who's red there to enforce like, the dumb laws. And they're like, you could put it in the back of your cruiser if it'll fit, but other than that, we're not going to help you. <laughs> and I could tell that was like what he was trying to figure out. And like, then he finally just gave up and like gave me a ticket for, I can't remember what. Yeah. Some several moving violations. Oh, dude, that's yeah. We had there was a it was a beach cruise, not a rally, this year in South Carolina, and this one girl, Amanda, put it on. She did such a great job. One person organized and everything. She got air, yeah. But like, there's this girl named Kate that had it was a top tank E50. Yeah, uh, this guy Adolfo built it, I believe, um, and she just took out of a parking lot and it was it was a beach cop so pulled her over right away and amanda bailed kate out of that whole situation i don't know what amanda said or did but she smoothed it all over and like big props on amanda for that That's awesome. like yeah yeah like because i asked him like why did amanda come up and talk to the cops like because i'm a person I don't talk to cops. Like, I don't want to fucking look at cops. They're like, I just, I'm not going to do it. But she's like, dude, she smoothed it over. She basically got me out of it. I'm like, dude, that's awesome. Good job. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's what, that's what I got. Um, uh, you, I can't stress this enough. If you and your wife ever want to get out to Minnesota and go ride on some dirty hobbits all over Minneapolis, St. Paul, you always have a place to stay at my house. Sounds great. Pl- yeah, dude, I have plenty of bikes. Come in, come in June and July, and then you'll fall in love, and then you'll see how cheap everything is here, and then you'll want to move here, and then December hits, and you'll be like, what the fuck did they do to me? <laughs> they lied. Everything was a lie. <laughs> it's all a lie, I tell you. <laughs> um, I can't thank you enough, Tom, for coming on Second Chance and Multiple no Podcast. Um, don't, thank you again, everybody, for listening um don't forget to like subscribe and all that good stuff uh the youtube channel i can't believe people are watching it it's amazing it's just it just you know video i had laying around so i figured some david from los chupacabras made the suggestion a year or so ago and i'm just like why the hell not just like anything else like i kind of half-assed figured out some editing i'm no Travis tutorial or maze, <laughs> but you know, I do a little bit and you know, I make some people entertained. Uh, can't thank you enough, Tom, for coming on. Um, you again, you're always welcome to my house and in no my problem. city. Uh, and don't forget, my guy, mopeds are dumb. Yeah, absolutely. Mopeds are very dumb. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Talk to you later. Bye bye. Okay, second chance moped podcast. We, I always like do a job like thank my guests afterwards and say you guys are awesome you're great i'll have and tell them when i'm gonna put the show up and then tom and i were chit-chatting a little bit and i'm like ah, i didn't know where to leave he goes yeah i didn't either it fell kind of the end he goes i forgot to mention the dumbest thing i ever done and uh tom i'm not even gonna wreck the story let's get a little detail about this and why don't you tell us about the <laughs> dumbest thing you've ever done in mopeds i got pulled over by a horse cop which is pretty dumb because I could have easily, easily got away. But, <laughs> and oh, it's just, I was set up so bad. I pull up, like I was Where, Where's this at? I want to know so where horse sa- cops are pulling over So around the state capital, there's like a, a few horse cops that, and they come out and ride around the little central city every once in a while. 
So I was riding to the old Motomatic shop and it's down an alley and I pull up to the alley with the moped super loud and there's two horses sitting down the alley. So I kill the bike and I'm like, I'm not going to make noise by the horses. And I, so I yeah. get off the bike, politely push my moped past. And as I'm passing them, the cop's like, where's the plate on that bike? And I was like, I'm just pushing it. And he's like, bullshit, I saw you stop it. Because I was trying to just pass it off like, oh. I'm just walking it. There's nothing illegal about pushing this thing. And I didn't have a plate on it because I just got it going. And so they start like just shaking me down and giving me all this third degree. And it's like two feet away from the um, moped shop. So I, I thought about just bolting. But I'm like, if I do that, they're going to go straight to the shop and give everyone there just hell. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, I, I, I can't do that. And so <laughs> and it was hilarious because I'm sitting there talking to them and they're just giving me like, where's your registration? Everything. I didn't really have any paperwork. So they're like trying to like give me a hard time and try to tell me they're going to try to take it and stuff. And I see a bunch of people pull up on mopeds from the other way. And I like, I'm like, oh crap. And they like see me like talking to the cops and like, I'll oh, get off their bikes. And then they like sneak in like with a well, the cops are looking at me and they sneak in the shop behind me and then like they see someone come out close the lift go door and lock it so like they can't come <laughs> bug them and I'm like oh man yeah that one got me uh I think that's when I got a not having a M1 license that ticket finally how much did that a, cost you I don't even remember it was probably three four hundred dollars every ticket's insane in California <laughs> oh dude I got popped like so it was. I had two hobbits sitting in my garage for a long time, and then that friend who did that 60 kit with me, this was like three months before that happened. And he's like, well, what's going on with those bikes? We should get them run. I'm like, sure, why not? So I'm just kind of putzing around, and like these are stock hobbits, so it had that shitty Welch plug on the carb, and that had knocked out. So I couldn't, I didn't know, I didn't know. I'm mechanically inclined, but I don't know anything about anything about anything when it comes to mopeds. So they wouldn't idle. So I would just roll stop signs all the time. And like <laughs> a family member of mine said, you know what, Jim, you need to get those insured. You have to get those because there's, I'm like, oh, they won't pull me over. Sure as shit, the next day I roll a stop sign, get pulled over. I had to go to court. In Minnesota, they treat that mopeds. We have to have uh, insurance on them. And they treat it like um, not having insurance on your vehicle and though if you get pulled over in minnesota with that they will um pull your license for six months they don't fuck oh, around geez. yeah so i go to court and i just explain i'm ready to do this whole thing with the judge i'm gonna plead my case and this judge looks at it's a moped yeah no furthers no priors 350 dollars fine wait what <laughs> Yeah, just don't do it again for six months, and it won't ever go on your driver's record. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm like, what? at that point you're like, yes, yes, whatever, yeah. I'll pay. I'm it. like, because I am on my company at the company I work for. I was on their insurance policy for vehicles because I drive company vehicles. I'm like, where, where can I, where can I debit card, credit card? I don't care. Where do you Absolutely. guys take it? Yeah, <laughs> take but, my money before you change your mind. Yeah, dude, that's yeah. I've I've heard of a lot of people getting pulled over by cops, but I think you're the first horse cop. Yeah, it was a horse cop. It was and I was on foot. I should have, I guess, oh, I'm glad I didn't ride away because I didn't want to bring the trouble on the thing. But no. I thought about it. I was like, there's like three turns to home and I can, my garage, I can unlock it and throw my thing in there and run away and like I could make it. But it would have been, <laughs> 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 that would have been the dumbest thing I did if I did run too because I would have probably got busted like hell. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I, I have a healthy, I have enough fear of a cops that I just won't run from them because I'm, a definition of slow and clumsy. So 
Um, yeah, thanks for coming back on and talking about your no horse cop uh, detaining. So, <laughs> again, bullpens are dumb. Yep, dumb. <laughs> All right.